I, I honestly think that what we are doing here, especially when we talk about sailboats and a bit bigger ones, this is definitely the direction where the sort of evolution is going. If I would, you know, buy a new boat of this size, I would definitely not want a, a having a, a diesel engine as the main propulsion. So I would definitely want to have it electric. This is a podcast truly for boat nerds and boat lovers. Johan Wenzel of Finland is transforming his Nator Swan 57 sailboat from diesel to an electric hybrid, so that in theory, he could sail to New York without having to, in his own words, burn fossil fuels. There are many players involved in this pioneering evolution, from OceanVolt Technology, the world's only producer of a marine electric propulsion engine that benefits from hydro regeneration. To one of my favorite SmartBoat One customers, Robert Newberg of Voltok, who specializes in high-end electrical system installations for boats and ships. The boat has been up all summer at Newland's Boathouse, who has been overseeing the significant overhaul process. But now that the ice has melted in Finland, Nator Swan should set sail again any day. You can follow her on the Night Train Instagram account. We at Sensar Marine are deeply inspired by Johan, who grew up with one foot in the sea and who is on a mission to make boats green and quiet. Enjoy. What made you choose the swan? Let's get to the swan for, you know, um, what is it about the swan that you love as a sailboat? I have a Finnish passport, so I, I, I should have sort of a love for, <laughs> yeah. for the Finnish built swans. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. actually, you know, we, uh, yeah, when choosing the boat, I think it was obvious, you know, we are, I have four sons, so, so we, we are quite a big crew, Yeah, which is, is a good thing as, as well, at least in some, <laughs> some yeah. circumstances. Circum but, you know, we, we wanted a, we wanted, we wanted a significant amount of living space as, as, you know, understanding that if we want and, and we want to spend a significant time of the boat, but I think I, I know my family that well. If it's going to be too uh, sort of uh, camping mode, then then we won't be there. So that that was one. Then I I had I have always had the dream for a you know a large boat that can take me you know anywhere. Yeah, it's like I have a boat where I can literally travel the world. Dream come true. And even, in a way, even if I wouldn't go. I have this kind of, you know, I, I've sort of grown up at the sea with one, one, one foot in the sea, basically. You know, we spent the summers when I was young, always at the sea. Uh, I had, you know, my, my first own boat was actually a, well, if we exclude all the, the homemade stuff with sort of different kind of setup, was an optimist. And, and, yeah. and I, I How sort old of, were you? How old were you with the optimist? Uh, Eight, perhaps. I am bringing our optimist uh, to our dock well, next week for my 10-year-old boy. He just started sales school. That's really good. Yeah. But there's something with the, there's something with the sea because I, I, have a, I have a hard time, you know, spending time at the lake because I know I can't get anywhere. 
<laughs> yeah. Instead of escape, you feel claustrophobic. <laughs> I need the salt somehow. I, I don't know what it is, but it, it, it's something. I think it's sort of the roughness of the elements. That's an important thing to myself. Somehow, you know, respecting them, playing with them, and sort of being at their mercy, but still in control of them is sort of a thing. And I think, you know, with also with, with the sailing, I think, you know, when thinking of what, what is the thing, I think it's, it's, it's a big thing is also the contrast that comes from the elements. I, I, you know, I love that, you know, have, you have a really bad weather the whole day and then you arrive and you change into dry clothes and you have something to eat and you sit inside and it's warm and dry. That's, it's, I think if, 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 if you, anyone who has the same, same, you know, my mindset, might get it and, and someone might think I, I'm totally crazy. But there's there's something in it in, yeah. in, in it for me. Yeah. Absolutely we're crazy. Absolutely. Um so you started with the optimist as a young boy and you 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 grew up with it, one foot in the ocean as you say. Um what how did it progress from there after the the optimist? Can you talk us through the optimist to the yeah. swan? Actually I think you know that the second fully owned boat I, I had was was the night train. <laughs> But there's a lot of boat in between, you know, yeah. we, as a kid, you know, myself and my family, my, my, my parents had this Siesta 32 foot that, that we spent, we might spend even, I think the most was like six weeks in the archipelago and no hot water, no fridge, no anything, but we survived. And I think that that's sort of been a, I, I, I loved it. And that, that's sort of been sort of what happened. I think still, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time on the sea in different boats. And and, and from that, how I, I feel somehow that, you know, right or wrong, I, I feel it, I, I have it in my spine, what happens if I do this, what happens then? And I think that that's, of course, a golden rule to not to oversize, even though my, one might say that, okay, I, I did it. But I, I, I felt that it, it was totally in control of course it was you know a bit of a sweat the first time taking it out out, out from the dock but you know i i think i it, it sort of lives 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 you know i i have a i have a huge deep respect for the sea and, and ocean and and sort of the elements of and and as i said you know if i do a what will result in that and if i do b what will be the result of that and and i think uh, golden rule has been to you know when we go out and, and go in in from the docks and when we out on the sea that you know you think it through at least five times before you do something because that that's how you avoid it and nothing has not nothing has i, I think everything has gone gone extremely well of course we have have situation that we need to correct and, and etc but we you know never have been touched and crashed or or anything with that boat so i think it's sort of gone better than even planned. Talk to us about exactly what you're up to today with Night Train. Yeah, so we have a, a Swan 57cc from, now I should recall, but I, I would say it's nine, 93 was the year when it sort of touched water the first time. And when we bought it four years ago, and what we actually now are doing is that we are sort of converting the engine room into a electric hybrid and, and when i say electric hybrid is that the propulsion will be electrical so there will be an electric engine uh, we will have a large battery bank 
28 kilowatt of, of lithium batteries. Uh, but we will also have a, a quite large uh, DC generator uh, providing us basically the flexibility to also motor around as long as we have fuel in the tank. So we will not be sort of restricted to the battery bank alone when, when motoring. So you're not going to have uh, angst, as they call it, about, uh, about uh, being electrified and only having a certain distance that you can travel before you recharge. You, you wanted to replace diesel Mm. Uh, with electricity, but without losing that kind of confidence of having a fuel tank. Yeah, a full tank. Yeah, because the boat is is not as such a that that it would be only used for like racing or day cruising. But it, it's a boat that you should be able to reach basically, you know, any point on this earth, <laughs> o- o- ocean wise, and 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 based on that, you know, also from sort of a type of security perspective i think you cannot make this kind of a boat that you can only you know motor for an hour for example so we we need to have the the flexibility of 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 being able to to motor around for a substantial amount of time is needed for for any reason right and and we will still keep all the diesel tanks in the boat and, and we take uh we take a bit over 900 liters of diesel. So we would ba- we, we basically have a theoretical range of, of 1,300 nautical miles wow. uh, by engine. And, and, and But how much of that could be battery powered as opposed to diesel powered? Yeah, let, let's say if we, you know, if we put aside the diesel generator and only focus on the battery bank, then it depends, of course, on on on, on the speed that that that, that you of go course. because the speed sort of starts eating in energy exponentially when you when you increase speed. But if you know at seven and a half knots, we should be able to do something like ten or twelve nautical miles from battery. But all this is integrated in a way. So if I, you know, leave the dock and, and, and put full throttle on, it's pretty <laughs> soon that the diesel generator will, will hit in. Right. But but the, the, the mindset is, of course, to, to burn as little as possible. And we will have hydro generation on the boat, which, again, now, now the system is not ready. So these are sort of calculated theoretical values I, 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 I tell here. But... At some, you know, eight plus knots, we might come up even to one kilowatt hours, kilowatts per hours of, of hydro generation. And I think this is where it comes interesting. If you do like, let's say that you would do an Atlantic crossing, yep. we could do that without turning on the generator at all and, and basically run all systems, which are quite extensive, you know, fridges and freezers and air conditionings and water heaters, etc., etc. Theoretically, make it without diesel across. Yeah, and I think that's that, that's basically what you are starting to see on the, you know, on the super yacht side, where this problem has, or this not not a problem, but the fact has been that basically, if, if you're talking about a 120 foot sailing yacht, when it leaves the dock, it basically turns on the gensets immediately because the power consumption is such big 
and just to give sort of a, a, a I think you know a, a a picture of the mindset and where the world is going on going now. So if you look at this canova which Baltic yachts has built, I think it's 142 feet, mm. and and built basically on the same you know uh, setup as as we are doing. So electric propulsion, hydro generation, big battery banks, and then generators. So they at least claim that. And that, that they cross the Atlantic without putting on the generators. And that starts to be a huge difference on a boat like that. And, and also a sort of a comfort factor because how well insulated it is, it, it's, there, there is still a, at least to, in some parts of the boats, it's, it's, you, know, you have a sort of a noise yep. effect as well. Absolutely. So, so I mean, I have a, a Tesla myself. I, I drive home, I, I plug it in, and uh, if all goes well, it's mostly charged the next morning. If you go out for the just a day, you're not crossing the Atlantic, you're just going out mm-hmm. for the, the day, and you, you come back to dock, and, and you sh- your shore power is the idea then that you're fully charged uh, the next day? Yeah, the depends on how much have been drained from the from those those battery banks but yeah i i, I would say I, I would say so uh, then then again you know when we go the main use of, of this boat for us is basically cruising uh and and i would say the longest sort of what we have used it for is basically the summer vacations with with the family and then we you know leave whatever that time time lapse is a couple of weeks or something in the Finnish archipelago and, and, and we, we we the Finnish archipelago is is quite a shallow yeah. sea so so basically I would say that the size of our boat is, is starting to be to the max limit in a way of, of draft and draft and size but but we we like a lot you know anchoring and 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 keeping ourselves a bit on the side from sort of the marinas etc yep which which makes that that we are not that often connected to the shore power what inspired this it's sort of multi-dimensional in in a way i think a very important feature actually is that that as as you said you 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 drive electrical on the road and, and we've done that now for in excess of four years totally so no combustion engines in the car and and i think that sort of a, was was one one thing that has been in a way important because uh, I, i've been you know very interested in that world and trying to understand sort of the the pros and cons of an electrical drivetrain and and how you should sort of uh, what are the things to look at uh, on and, and, and what's the differences between a combustion engine and, and especially when you come to the marine side i think you know you start you start coming into aspects that that do you need to understand in order to get sort of the comfort of doing this because still with this engine we are talking about an engine that on 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 um, kilowatt size has a considerably less amount of kilowatts than the diesel engine has as stated on the papers but then then you need to understand the difference between you know horsepowers and kilowatts and torque and, <laughs> yeah. and you know gearboxes and and where you where, where you where you you sort of take the measures because 
I think you know the theory says that as 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 long as you you know stay below ten knots of speed, torque is much more important than horsepowers when you are in a boat, and that's that's where we are talking now. So that was, I think, a having had you know the sort of uh, or having had the opportunity to get the node the electrical drivetrain from the road made it much easier to understand the pros and cons when you also then go to the marine side. Let's go to that moment, though, you switched from a car that you start and goes boom, 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 or whatever, to the electric, because I, too, have had electric cars since 2017. Yeah. And I really love the car that I had uh, before the the Tesla. And I, I just thought the driving experience couldn't compare. And then about two weeks in to the Tesla, I said, I'm never, never going back. And we also have like a Kia e-soul to kind of go back mm-hmm. and forth. And it's just, I'm never going back. Right. But in some ways now I myself, you know, I have just a 21 foot day cruiser with 150 horsepower standard, you know, get around the fuel. And I have that same angst now with my boat that I had with my car where I was so obsessed with mm-hmm. how far could it go and can I get to Oslo and back and all that type of stuff, which is totally gone. And now I'm trying to wonder when that mindset is going to be broken and more and more common with the boat owner, you know, that mm-hmm. angst about how far you can go. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, m- many dimensions why, why, you know, starting to like, like the Tesla, I think, you know, the driving experience was one and sort of the instant response when you sort of push the pedal yeah and uh, in a way also the, the quietness sort of the the brum brum is the purity sort of replaced of by a by a whisper mm. and uh, yeah i think that was one main thing and so then then also sort of i i think you know i i like the philosophy of, of how they started you know to change a lot of things that have been given in a car like a lot of buttons that are just <laughs> replaced by a touch screen and the over the air you know updates yep and, and responses which is actually something that we are going to have here on the ocean world system as well overall i believe that on this earth we should you know we should try to avoid as much, you know, burning stuff, whatever that stuff is, and, and replacing that with, with other means of, of, of doing. I, I understand that, you know, myself switching to a Tesla won't have any effect of the big picture, neither my boat project. But then, then again, I think, you know, change overall is, it's, 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 it's always an evolution. It's not a revolution. And, and within an evolution, you know, uh, making standpoints, making examples, making visible what can be achieved are things that uh, change the direction. And that's the most important part when changing things and not sort of the revolution that would change instantly. And I think that's sort of every now and then, I think it's, it's, it's sort of forgotten when we talk about these changes that we should make on, on this planet in order to make it sustainable. We too at Sensar Marine grew up with one foot in the ocean, and we believe the world at large would be a better, happier place if more people spent more quality time on the water, be it a lake, a river, a bayou, a canal, or indeed the ocean. We are driven to make boating green and affordable, for there are inarguably major advances we must do on both fronts to preserve and open up the ocean to more and more boaters. 
We can lead this from the Nordics for the world to see and be inspired. Before we knew it, the majority of cars sold in Norway were electric, and evolution became a revolution. And now, after meeting and speaking with Johan at length, we are determined that Sensar Marine shall be at the forefront of the same evolution turns electric revolution in boating. But back to our guest, Johan Wenzel, owner of Night Train, a 57 Nautour Swan, soon to be an electric lady. And needless to say, smart. Powered by our product, Smart Boat One. So then when you decided to embark on this evolution of Night Train, at the risk of asking maybe the obvious, what did you want to show? What did you want to say inspire me as a boat owner towards by what you're doing? Mm, I, I think it, it, it still comes down to practicalities and practical values that we will achieve in, in this project. Because, you know, when I said that we anchor a lot one fact has been that that our current sort of uh, battery capacity has been a big restriction so when we sail the whole day and run well we don't run you know the aircon when we sail but we might to want to want to run that when we come to a very sunny and, and warm anchorage hopefully and not having the rain that we usually have here <laughs> in finland but when we when we come come there, you know, we might have eaten a considerable amount of the battery capacity that we have usually up to this point have had in the boat. And we have had a a a sort of a traditional old style AC generator, which then have charged the batteries via a battery charger, which is the same battery charger that we have used for the shore power, and that you know gives some. It gives more charging in the beginning when the batteries are sort of a bit emptier and then it goes down. But it, it, you know, over that cycle, it probably gives like one kilowatt hours a bit more into the batteries from the genset. So if I would like to charge six kilowatts, I should run that really noisy old diesel generator for six hours. And that's not an option. So electricity on the boat the way we like to use it and have all the comfort when we the whole family is out have been really restricted so one point was there that we started thinking about okay we should do something about this so we should you know increase and change the lead-based batteries to modern lithium and, and and increase the capacity and in order to charge those in a you know somehow practical manner we should change the ac generator to a modern dc generator okay if we do that then we are sort of not fully but you know we are starting to be halfway of this process anyway and you know as, as i said you know we we like to spend time in the finnish archipelago which is sort of quite restrictive from the size of boat we have so Every now and then we, you know, we choose and basically have to use the engine as well to motor some, you know, last miles or something like that. Yeah. And this six-cylinder Perkins, which we have, even though we have a, you know, state-of-the-art engine room and sound insulations, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it's like crazy noisy. <laughs> and having small kids, you know, being inside, etc. So everyone has been complaining. Oh let's not use the engine and we you know you need to use the engine <laughs> and it's really noisy and it's really it's really really and 
what we are now are what we now are going into is that we will to a considerable amount as we use the engine we will do it that totally silent even though we would run the genset it's it's a really modern one with a you know own sound insulation capsule being inside the engine room the noise level will even though the generator is on it will be you know drastically different so johan this is actually interesting it's actually silence is a big driver just the peacefulness of the the purity and the peacefulness of the experience is a big part of it it sounds yeah i think you know the electricity side overall and how much electricity we will have we will have no restrictions basically even though we will be fully drained the batteries we will you know make over 20 kilowatts of electricity within one hour with this silent generator we will when we use to, uh, choose the motor we will do that basically fully silent uh, we will have this hydro generation when we sail. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, and we will hopefully, and I think it's it's going to be proven that we will sort of burn fossil stuff uh, significantly less based on this hydro generation. We will not have now at the first year. We will not have solar panels, but that that's an option going forward as 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 well to think about that. So then we could you know charge charge that battery bank also via solar both being at the anchorage or wherever, and even during sailing. So when did you uh, put your uh, boat up and when did the project start and are you going to be ready for uh, this summer season? <laughs> yeah, sort of, I think, you know... Um, Is that the question of the hour? <laughs> are you going to be ready? <laughs> yeah, it's... it's uh, I, I think, you know, I had the first serious conversation with Ocean Vault in... Uh, which are, is, is the provider basically of the system and the hardware. I had in, uh, was it like uh, September last year and, and we started. And even though, you know, I said I had sort of the benefit of having been electric on the road, I still had a lot of concerns and my, my you know, main concerns related to still to range and speed. And, and there was a lot of calculation done and modeling done about, you know, energy consumption and different speeds. Yep. Because, you know, when we motor, we like, of course, this depends a lot of, you know, winds and waves and conditions. But, you know, in optimal conditions, we probably have like seven and a half knots. And, and, and I said that, you know, I want to be able to motor at seven and a half knots as long as I have fuel in the tanks. So that, that was sort of the uh, the main setup in, in this discussion when, when sort of the, the specs were done. Yeah. And then, then seeing that can that kind of specs be achieved, and yep. at least on paper they can, and that's what's <laughs> now being implemented. Yeah, and then tested this summer. Will you get the boat for this summer? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's scheduled to be, be, be back in the water 15th of May. And, and I know the yard is like super stressed <laughs> because the COVID situation has sort of made some, you know, challenges. There were Absolutely. the main concern, the main concern still at, at the end of the last year was, you know, will the batteries be available because they, they were sort of, it, they are coming from Holland and, and the, the, the factory was like, you know, totally closed for some while. Actually, the batteries was the first components at the yard they were not the concern but then the generator had sort of some kind of a component some component was hard to get so that was actually some weeks 
yeah. late and, and the same thing was for the electrical motor but everything is now there the generator is in the boat is built in a way that i i basically i sail sail it myself everything you know sails winches are hydraulic yeah and and it's a center cockpit model so everything runs basically to the to the center cockpit as and are in reach of my hands so it might sound a bit funny but it's it's hugely more easily sailed alone than a sort of 40 foot which i sailed earlier on because it's, it's built in that way yeah but of course you know 25 tons of, of 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 boat weight and 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 some 80 meters of length and a lot of windage it it requires a, 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 at least two pairs of hands to get to the dock and get out yeah of course but this system will you know also drastically change that it's it's a modern norwegian side power thruster system which is proportional so it's built in, in in a way that you know you can you can set it to keep itself against the dock the side wow so when you get it there you push a button and it keeps itself and i can basically <laughs> you know go ashore and, and tie the line super cool all the electricity the 230 volts on the boat will be will be directed via inverters from the battery bank where we have sort of have part of that have been like that before, and then we have had a part that has been driven driven by a shore power when we are at shore power. But now everything will run via the batteries and inverters. So switching topics, uh, you have this beautiful ocean-going vessel, uh, and although you sail, you you say you've sailed around Finland the most. What what's the furthest you've taken her, or where would you like, where would you like to take her? Yeah, now we spent, you know, we, we, we actually spent the time here in Finland. And and if if you come here, go to the archipelago. It's actually, I would say it's, it's unique in the world. You have a couple of places that have these kinds of, you know, thousands and thousands of small islands that you can go ashore and anchor in it. And then you have some, you know, some, somewhere still even here, you have some local fishermen that you can you can buy some fish for from and these small villages. So it, it's really unique and there's, you know, there's more stuff to go and, and visit than, than you, you can do in, in, in the summer, basically. And still, you know, our sailing has so far been that it should be fun for each and everyone. And our youngest is now six years old, so the days shouldn't be too long. And <laughs> I think of it as an investment in the future as well, as, as long as it's fun for everyone all the time, or at least as, as much of the time as possible, then everyone will enjoy and, and hopefully sort of... I can transform my passion for this also to the next generations. If the youngest is six, how old is the oldest? What's the range? Well, the oldest is 18. Okay. So there, there's a, a, a quite a good range. I have a three-year-old, uh, or soon, I guess she would correct me and say I'm soon four years old, uh, actually quite soon, uh, a five-year-old and a, a 10-year-old. And what you just said about finding something that the whole family Mm. can actually do and enjoy it once is not not always the easiest thing uh so mm. so being able to find stuff like that is is wonderful um yeah. listen i i've i've i mean this has been a session for real boating nerds and i appreciate that i think people who are interested literally in in the future of boating uh will be interested in and what you had to say and I, i've it's it's certainly been an education I, I honestly think that what we are doing here 
is where, especially when we talk about sailboats and a bit bigger ones, this is definitely the direction where the sort of evolution is going. If I would, you know, buy a new boat of this size, I would definitely not want a, a having a, a diesel engine as the main propulsion. So I would definitely want to have it electric. And I think that's what we're starting to see. Nauter has come out with their sort of electric propulsion program. Yeah. Baltic yachts have been doing it there in the super yacht size a lot. They are now building a this 60 foot something cafe racer, as they call it, this day cruiser with, with ocean vault technology in it. So this is where it's going. And I think it's it's driven not, you know, like the first element there is not the environmental thing, even though it's it's a big pro, but it's it's the practicalities that you sort of win as I talked you through of, of what has been the drivers for us. Well, if I was a professional, I would end right there on that note. But I'm not. I can't help myself. I must ask the question, what's the dumbest thing you've ever done on a boat? And so I did. And here's his response. Just throwing stuff. I think those relate still to when I was, you know, younger. I once, you know, I, I drew my dad's motorboat up on the shore <laughs> at full, almost full speed. I think that that's really a top. That counts. <laughs> that, that, that's a top, top thing on. On. It was. What did you did you damage the boat or was it one of those? Okay, that was really scary. Nah, but... Well, the propeller didn't look that nice, but otherwise it. And I think, how did the father handle his son's stupidity? Yeah, I, I think you know there was a lot of silence. <laughs> <laughs> is that sorry is that the finnish version of uh uh anger when, when yeah, things and just then, get... then i think there was some some questions about what, what i actually was thinking of doing. <laughs> but yeah. It's, yeah. talk me through your thinking son how do we yeah. get here yeah that sounds like yeah. my father actually it was his it was his quiet that scared me more than actually any sort mm. of <laughs> yeah yeah, through through that. Yeah, I don't know if he he doesn't remember that anymore. But it, it has sort of a left a mark in, in my soul. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much uh, for making time, uh, Johan, and and uh, talking to us about this uh, groundbreaking project that you're doing in in Finland. And you know, I, I feel like I could spend my life exploring the coastline of Norway and just continue to discover new mm -hmm. new pearls. Um, but now I've added Finland to my list after this. Uh, the yeah, podcast. you should definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Johan. Thank you. Thank you, Johan Wenzel. For the Love of Boats has been brought to you by Sensar Marine, makers of Smart Boat One, located in Bergen, Norway. Summer has arrived, and I, for one, intend to be on the water as much as possible. Safe, happy, smart boating.